Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Jarrett McKenzie and Nick Antonucci. And uh, we've been talking about all manners of things, uh, most recently inflation and just uh, some of the weird things that we've been seeing in the market. But uh, Kelly Lynn has got something that she is insistent that we talk about. I know, I know. We are are faithful subjects, and I guess we'll get to talking as soon as she tells us what to say. I know. This is Jarrett puts down his phone you know oh research you just got the know, backhand bro the wife, <laughs> when the wife <laughs> doing research beeps in i gotta i gotta check it oh uh, well, like, not many people but hey the she's the, she's one of the few all right <laughs> wow uh, uh, somebody else better than a sh- somebody else you know? is cracking the whip now <laughs> Jared. that's right i can't come from the house and it's happening there and then i come here oh yeah just i can't get away from it all different right. domain <laughs> Well, we are talking about planning beyond retirement. So we've got Lawrence. He's in his mid-50s, divorced, grown kid, mm-hmm. um, senior VP of a business, W-2 income, bonus, stocks, dividends, interest, that sort of thing. All the good stuff. And he's, you know, going into retirement alone. You know, he's been divorced for seven years. Like I said, no, you know, the kid's grown. Um, has been working with an advisor for asset management only. So mm-hmm. his only goal was to grow his assets for retirement. And now his advisor is asking him about planning beyond retirement. Would he want to move to a financial planning program? And he's thinking like, wait a minute, why is there a need? You know, I thought planning was for putting kids through school, buying houses, buying vacation homes, you know, making sure that I can put grandma in a home. Mm -hmm. What does he need to do beyond retirement? Well, first thing I would ask is, you know, look, what's more important? to you, just to any anyone, you know, whether, let's say I could guarantee you 15% a year, which I can't, and I'm not, Go so on. I hear that. Oh. <laughs> but if I could, take my money, would that be more <laughs> valuable than me being able to tell you that even that may not be enough to last you the rest of your life? What is more valuable? That percept or perspective that you get from the planning and being able to see that, hey, even at that rate, I may not have enough to last me the rest of my life. Or the fifteen percent. Most people would jump all over the fifteen percent, right? Man, if I can't, if fifteen percent for the rest of my life wow. isn't going to get me to retirement, <laughs> then I'll just quit. Now. We just, we <laughs> just hey. said the last twelve months the market was up thirty four percent. Why just fifteen? Well, look, and that, and the reason that most people feel that way is because I mean, think about it. If you were getting ready to retire, and let's just say right. you were behind and you only had a few hundred thousand dollars you're going to have to live off of that money for as long as it took you to accumulate it. You know, and that's a very, very long time for most people. So at the end of the day, the plan that you have in place to ensure that the longevity of those assets is going to be sufficient, you know, to, to last you the rest of your life is just as important as the returns. And, and on the other side of that conversation, I would say, look, some people get so caught up in returns that when we do their financial plans, they only need three or 4% return every year to get what they need. But guess what? They're still chasing that 15%. Right. And and I think it's important to point out too is exactly what you just said, Jared. Sometimes when you when you don't have the financial plan, you don't really know that I only need four percent. You're taking mm-hmm. far more risk, exposing yourself right. to far exactly. more risk than is necessary. Right. And you know what? And, and to that point, I always tell people, what good is it? Let's say if we're shooting for fifteen percent, some years we'll get it, some years we won't. But even on average, if we're getting that, and it's only increasing your average annual returns by a couple of percentage points by you. You know, taking the taking on the additional risk and trying to get that, 
what is that really worth? I mean, you're taking on all this other risk that you don't even need because you have built a nice nest egg that's going to last you. So why tack on the risk when you don't have to? You can have a solid portfolio that would do you just fine if you're in a really good position and have built that net worth up. Whereas on the flip side, in, in a case like I was saying before, if someone doesn't have enough, how do they know that they don't have enough? I can't tell you how many people that have come in to see us they don't have a financial plan, but they got a million dollars and they think, well, gosh, that seems like enough, right? I mean, that's a large nest egg. But what they're not thinking is, number one, well, if all that money was in their 401k and is now going to roll to their IRA, for investment purposes, that's every bit of a million dollars. But for spending purposes, which is what really matters in retirement, yeah, right. that may only be six or $700,000. Yeah. So that's one thing that they oversee quite often. But secondly, if you aren't planning before retirement, then what happens if you get to your retirement date and that's October of 2008? You know, where, where, what is that going to do? Are you exactly. still going to be? That was, that was the point I was going to make. Right. There, there is so much risk in financial markets. And when is it most risky? It's usually when the valuations are really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are uh, what are the PEs at right now, Nick? Price uh, earnings ratio? Absurdly high relative to <laughs> yeah, the like historical norm, 27. I, say, I thought they were almost, almost 30. Yeah, yeah, 27. Uh, you know, back during the, the time that you're quoting, mm-hmm. uh, Jarrett, it was lower than it is right now. 2008, right. the PE was lower. Um, if you, you have to go back to the tech bubble to find valuations where they are today or very mm-hmm. near. Uh, and, and you're taking a lot of risk. And what happens if your, your all-equity portfolio Right is is cut by at that time it was like fifty two percent. Ouch! Yeah, uh, it happens once in a while. And what do we do to keep away from it? You got a financial plan. The financial exactly. plan is based on uh, your historic needs. spending, which mm-hmm. is then forecasted forward to determine what your likely spending is into the future. Yep. And we set aside assets if you're not going to be able to sell your your uh, labor meaning work, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not going to be able to sell your labor into the future during that year, then we're going right. to set aside some bonds that are not as likely to be cut by near as much right. as the, the equity investment. The coverage so, of, of those spending needs is getting allocated to something other than the right. equities. It's, exactly. Market. Now, let's face it, uh, asset management is much different than a financial plan. Basically, all that does is look at maybe allocation and, and try to manage your risks to some mm. extent, but uh, as, as many people are wont to do, they put a lot of pressure on the manager until he's, <laughs> right. he he uh, capitulates and says, "Well, if you need this kind of return, then let's get you this kind of return." Mm-hmm. And the best returns in the market are generally within the equities, yeah. uh, within the equities markets. Um, but again, you overlook a lot of potential risks. Yeah. And if you haven't stopped to do a little bit of calculation on how much you really need, mm-hmm. as you guys have both already said, you can find yourself taking exactly. way more risk than you ever should. Well, that that asset management should be a component of. Of the financial Precisely. plan it to help is. you implement, you know, yeah. everything because it can be a lot more extensive than just the money management piece. I mean, again, that's right. just one aspect. Well, so. and let's talk about it too. Nick and I, in our research department, focus more on asset management than we do financial planning. But mm-hmm. we work with folks like Jarrett, yep. and you know, the holistic approach is. You know, I, I look at the stock market and try to uh, manage to certain risk tolerances, mm-hmm. and uh, Jarrett helps investors 
uh, figure out how much they're going to need in retirement and also match their their uh, risk tolerance and and uh, needs right to the portfolios you, that Nick and I put you guys are helping us put together those strategies that we then implement in the client's financial plan based on whatever is appropriate for them you know exactly we, they really shouldn't be taking on because if you think about it you're in that position if you're taking on more risk than you should and that ends up coming to, to, to haunt you or to bite you down the road well if you don't if you wait until let's say you're 80 to put a financial plan together because you're starting to get worried that you're going to run out of money well if you do that and you find that man there's a good chance i really might run out of money what are you going to do go get a job you know you can't yeah. do that at 80 <laughs> i mean and welcome to walmart <laughs> but the thing is that. look if you're you have to buy the, game stocks your only chance <laughs> yeah you need to play a meme you need a meme play if you're gonna <laughs> gonna come back from that but ultimately people they do that if you retire with a million dollars like i was saying yeah. earlier you're not going to know whether you're going to potentially run out of money until well down the road you know well beyond your retirement year well, i think it's I, that tax component that i think <clears throat> yeah that, that's a big deal that tax component is just i think i mean that's will take the rug out of under, mm-hmm. you know from under you and that's another that's, aspect you know? So let's let's talk about that. Uh, you know, a good asset manager is always going to make sure your portfolio is diversified. Mm-hmm. A good financial planner will probably remind you that you need to diversify in the the tax type tax. Of, yeah. in the in the type of accounts yeah. within which your diversified mm-hmm. portfolio is held. Right, especially the retirees of today, because so many of them, which I think is a good thing throughout their lifetime stay with one company. We don't see that much anymore these right. days. But one of the uh, you know consequences of that is that they saved to one place their entire lives. It was that 401k for the company that they worked with. They were getting a tax benefit to saving to that account. So they dumped everything that they had into that 401k, which is great. They got a lot of tax deferred growth. But now they have absolutely no choice. And but to trigger a taxable event. Exactly. And therefore, they got no control over their own tax situation mm-hmm. every single year. And it's frustrating to them. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say that to you because I read it in a book. I'm seeing that from people that they just don't have the ability to affect their tax situation because their hands are tied. On top of the fact that you can't read, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, exactly. I just a lot of audio, you know. <laughs> you, you listen uh, well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We've been talking about uh, a case where Lawrence is uh, nearing retirement, uh, kind of on the doorstep of retirement. and uh, yeah, mid-50s. Yeah, once. Oh, wait a minute. Hmm. That's about my age. Mid-50s. Oh, congrats, Troy. Hey. Oh. I told you not to say that kind of stuff on the air, man. And you'll be putting that out to the general public. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, Lawrence is a young man. Yeah, and, uh, totally. He's looking man. for a lot of. Uh, As are you. <laughs> he's uh, looking young for skipper some, there. <laughs> yeah, looking for some uh, information. We've been talking about it, and uh, Jared, let's let's get back into that for just a minute. Um, obviously, he's been working with an asset manager. Uh, want to know why he would need a financial planner. His concept seems a little backwards to me, though, because he's saying, you know, you need a financial planner when you're younger and you're trying to save for college and uh, mm-hmm. all these other things. He's nearing retirement. Yeah. And now he's wondering whether or not he needs some help. Sounds to me like he's done a really good job of saving, mm-hmm. especially when you consider he got, you know, he got divorced seven years ago and he's still got a dime. Yeah. Uh, he must have done pretty, pretty well. good. Uh, but uh, the the other thing is, doesn't that sound a little backwards? Can you give us kind of a timeline when you think it is most important to? Sure. to I mean, I mean, it's probably yeah. the the earlier you plan, the better. Right. At least to some degree. Well, right. And I think that's why there to a lot of people is some reason to it, just because we do see a lot of people that they want to get started on it early, they want to head start, make sure they're going to sure. put themselves in a good position down the road. But in reality, 
you know, when you build a financial plan, there's a certain set of assumptions that are going to be built into those plans. And so as a result of that, you, you, you really can't, it becomes less reliable the farther you're projecting out, you know, and, and not, not only that, but I mean, let's say if we ran a plan for someone early on and it showed that maybe they're not uh, in such great shape or that their odds of making it is very low, well, what am I going to do? Tell them to save more or go make more? I mean, yeah. presumably Get everybody's doing job. the best that they can, right? Sure. And that's why yeah. I tell some people that come in and see us in their 30s and 40s and I say, look, we, we can put a plan together if you want some perspective because we can certainly give you that. I just don't know how reliable that perspective will be that early on especially if you're already earning and saving as much, you're being frugal with your spending, you're doing the best you can. So keep doing that. Let's wait until you do get a little bit closer to retirement so that we can then get a better gauge of where do you stand and and where uh, might you be when it comes to retirement. Now, generally, I also will tell people within that five to 10 years prior to retirement, let's say if you you plan to retire at 65, then we would want to see you sometime between age 55 and 60 because that's going to give us enough time not only to put together something that's going to be reliable, but also in terms of implementing that plan, be enough time to uh, start to you know, allocate things appropriately. Like you were saying earlier, Troy, if we don't want money that we know they're going to need, say, in those first few years of retirement, we need that perception or excuse me, that perspective early on so that we can start to do it. Because in the year that we run their financial plan, maybe it wouldn't be a great time to start raising liquidity coverage. Correct. Right. So you can't do it right at the end, because if you are, like we said earlier uh, as well, you might be in a 2008 scenario where this is going to throw you completely off. Not only are you prepared or unprepared uh, to have your spending needs covered, but now there's been a huge detriment to your portfolio because you've been invested in equities almost fully right. during a time like that, and now it's thrown off. The purpose of the financial plan is to ensure that you can maintain your lifestyle and still be able to stick to your plan for retirement without it being thrown off by some huge market event uh, like a 2008 financial crisis. And so I would say, again, it's probably the most appropriate time within 10 years of retirement to then start coming in and putting a financial plan together because you're close enough at that point to have a reliable plan instead of one that's only going to give you some perspective. Yeah, Uh, it'd probably still be a good idea to save, save, save as early as you can, always. And uh, always think about the diversity of the type of accounts you're Mm -hmm. saving to. Right. All right, Kelly Lynn, um, I think we've uh, probably adequately answered that. You are listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.